Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker and today I have um, Captain Cody Denson. He is the Deputy Director for Public Affairs as well as Chaplain Denny and Chaplain Strong which are chaplains with the South Carolina National Guard. So everybody welcome um, and thank you for being here today. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. Appreciate it. So I kind of just want to give the floor to both of you since you're here to talk about um, a specific thing. So if you could just kind of go into the topic of what you're here for today. Sure. Sure. Do you want to start out how we got here? Sure. Well, you know, given uh, the, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, uh, there, there are, uh, have been great concerns. Uh, some people in, in the moment of crisis uh, have been uh, kind of driven more to a, a position of paralysis while others have kind of swung to the other side of the pendulum into uh, kind of almost defiance. Um, you know, crises, crises are always hard for us to get our heads wrapped around. And uh, our hope today is just to kind of speak to how do, how do, we, um, how do, we, how do we view uh, a crisis um, from a, uh, through, the, through a, a faithful lens as, as a chaplain? And perhaps hopefully, hopefully give some um, guidance as well as some perspective to uh, to those that may uh, listen, to those that may um, want to take that time to examine themselves or reevaluate where they are on the spectrum of of response to these things. Um, so, so that's that's what brings us here today. Yeah, and, and so when we start thinking about crisis and, and how we respond, immediately I'm reminded of Mother Emanuel Church with, with the, the nine that were needlessly killed. Think about the thousand-year flood. Think about the hurricanes that we've had subsequently. And South Carolina, every single time, continues to rally in unity. Uh, well, I, I think with Mother Emanuel Church, Charleston had two choices but with, when that happened. And they could have either rioted out of defiance, or they could have come together in unity, hope, and faith. And they chose the latter. They chose to come together in unity. They chose to band together as a community and support one another, regardless of your denomination, regardless of your uh, faith tradition, regardless of your color, regardless of your background, whatever it was. They came together as a community. And that's what South Carolina does in times of, of crisis. And we see it with the thousand-year flood. But we saw it with the hurricanes. So we see this time and time again. And, and the crisis that we're in the midst of now, no different. South Carolina will continue to shine. South Carolina will continue to show the best in humanity and will be an example as Matthew um, 5.14 talks about, as a city on a hill, for people to look at and say, that's how you respond to crisis. That's what crisis does. It brings people together. It unifies people. It doesn't separate people. And so that's what we, we want to try to get out there, is, is in the midst of crisis, there are so many opportunities to rally, to... to and, We've seen it more on social media and in the news than anything, but how divisive this nation is. And it, we can take a crisis like this and really reframe it, reshape it, and 
tear down those walls and, and use this as a, as a rallying cry for unity once again. So when you, when you think about re, reshaping or reframing, what do you think of when you're talking about, when you're talking about doing that with regards to a crisis? It's easy to buy into the doomsday theory, like this is it, walking dead coming, uh, by everything and every shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's like, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. crazy. And, and we've seen video of it, and we've seen, it, it's like Black Friday every day, mm -hmm. uh, especially for toilet paper, for, for whatever reason, it's odd. Um, but to reframe it is to take a look at it and say, you know, where's the opportunity? Where are the blessings in this? Where is God in the midst of all this? Instead of, instead of all this panic, where is God? And I'm reminded of 2 Timothy 1.7 that says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but rather of power, love, and self-control. So within this crisis, within this panic, God is still in control. God is still God. And we can see the blessings within that through God's people. Absolutely. We continue to see the yep. best in humanity, which is ultimately the best in God. Yeah, from my, uh, you know, I, I think of, you know, we, many will know the, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Our mm -hmm. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and so forth and so on. And, uh, and I think, too, you know, when, when we think about reframing, you know, that, that's really, that's a prayer that, that um, you know, Jesus taught us to pray, or how to pray, however you look at that. And um, the one thing you can't escape from, from that passage of Scripture in, in the Gospel of Matthew, as well as the other Gospels, and that is that, you know, God is, again, representative as our Father. And mm -hmm. although we may have, have had hard dealings with maybe our fathers, maybe we've struggled as fathers and fallen short to some degree. We need to be careful not to impugn, you know, right. God as, uh, you know, as find him at fault because of how others have failed. But yet, one thing that I find comforting when I think about how things unfold in my life, uh, even in the midst of crises, uh, and that's that not only does, are we taught that he is our father, so fathers, generally speaking, love and care and want the best for, for theirs. But not only is he our father, but we're, we're taught even in that place that, that our father is, is, is also a king. That's right. Thy kingdom come. Kings have kingdoms. Uh, kingdom, kings have kingdoms. And he's not just a father, but he's a king. And as a king, he has a authority and power and dominion and able to rule, and, um, and, I, and I think that, that you know, when, when I, um, I kind of falter in my, in my thoughts and falter in the, in the moment and, and kind of lose perspective, um, like I think we're all prone to do at various times, you know, I, I think that helps me to be able to step back and kind of reframe and say, okay, he's, he's, a, he's a good father who has all power and authority. So, kind of like a Christmas morning. I love Christmas morning as a kid. You love to come down the steps. You love to, you're just kind of eager what, what's lying down the steps. It's, it's kind of that mentality that we're, we're offered or we're, we're given the opportunity to, to look at every day that way. Of that if he's a good father and a good king, a powerful king, then 
I can have an expectancy about, well, what are you doing today? Right. You know, it, it may not look kind of like what I thought it should look like, and things may not be quite like I thought they, like I thought they should be, but I'm not a king, nor am I almighty. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a son. I'm a, I'm a creature. I'm limited. And, um, and so it, it really gives me the ability to kind of walk with a sense of expectancy, even in the midst of crisis, to say, Lord, we're, you know, we ask the question, Lord, where are you? Right. Well, that's what Christmas is about, that, that God is with us, Emmanuel, right. God is with us. And so, so, you know, it gives us the ability, and unlike the, when, the, when the children of Israel, they were let out of, um, out of um, bondage in Egypt, um, God manifest himself uh, in the fire and in the waters as he parted the, the seas. You know, he was there, and, and they quickly found themselves saying, God, where are you? Right. Well, well, God is Emmanuel. God is with us. And so today, we have that opportunity to say, to look and, 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 and to explore that. And God is, is near, though, now, in a way that he wasn't in, 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 in ages past. And he's near. I think sometimes we can see him in, in, um, in just the humanity, you know, of neighbors loving neighbors in ways that maybe we wouldn't have done. Or, again, beginning to see people sacrificing, voluntarily sacrificing of themselves for the good of maybe even a complete or possible stranger in their lives. Right. You know, it can manifest in so many different ways. You can say, I see God there. Um, you know, uh, nobody, nobody likes crises. Nobody likes to go through adversity. Right. But, you know, I, I think gold is refined by fire. And sometimes I think God wants, God wants better for us than we would be willing to accept for ourselves. You know, sometimes we would be content, or at least maybe I would be content, to just say, God, I've, I've reached where I want to go. I'm, I'm good right here. I don't really feel like I need to grow personally anymore. I don't really want to work at loving any harder than I do right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'd be content just to kind of stop here. But I think, again, a, a, a loving God, who is a king, who says, look, I, I want better for you than you would have for yourself, kind of puts us into that crucible so that the slag kind of rises to the top, so that the impurities can be kind of wiped away and we can become something even more precious and beautiful and something uh, that we could lay hold of, of things that are, are higher and greater than what we would have experienced otherwise. I think that's some of what you, you know, you referenced Mother Emmanuel. I think that's, those are kind of defining moments when we right. have, when we see those kinds of things come to pass. And, and I'm reminded of 1 Kings 19 where Elijah goes to the mountain. And God says, look for me there. And he brought an earthquake. God wasn't in the earthquake. He brought great winds. God wasn't in the wind. He brought fire on the mountain. God wasn't in the fire. God came to Elijah in a small whisper. Mm-hmm. And so we look for God in the big things often. And, but really, God's in the small things. And some of those small things, as, as we've alluded to, is loving your neighbor, helping people out, volunteering, serving, don't living, be an example of service and of love versus an example of panic and 
the sky and the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Uh, remember that little cartoon guy? <laughs> yeah, chicken little. Right. So, we, but we have an opportunity as people of faith to step out and serve others. And it, it's crazy. Jason and I were talking earlier, and this virus is something that is global, right? And, and it started in one place and just spread. And it, it's infecting. But I'm also reminded of God's love. And, and just as God's love can spread through people just like the virus can. And so it, it, love can go worldwide. But we just need to be intentional with doing that. Right. Instead so of infecting, it's affecting. affecting. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, uh, it's changing. And, and, you know, we're given, whether we, you know, the, the circumstances of the day, where they may limit maybe some of our activities, maybe kind of change the way, alter the way in which we're, we're living out the course of our lives, it really has given us a gift. I, I tell you, as a chaplain, mm-hmm. you know, I... I uh, I constantly talk with individuals that they're just tapped for time, they're so busy, they're right. burdened, they don't have enough time with, whether it's their family or, or just to even tend to, to basic things around their home. Not that, not that I really advocate maybe choreless <laughs> being generated right now. But, but, the, but the truth is, you know, this is actually a gift of time. Absolutely. You know, something that we've all really struggled to, to really redeem, and time is irredeemable. Time is, you, you never can reclaim it. Once it's spent, it's gone. But we've been given, in some ways, a gift of time where perhaps we can really be, like you said, intentional about love and, and maybe even just beginning with those most basic relationships in our lives, whether there are, you know, our, our spouse or our family, a mm-hmm. loved one of, of some sort or another, or maybe it's a neighbor, you know, but, but it has the ability, we, we have the time now. Right. Um, to really maybe draw back from other things that have just made us so busy. Yeah, distractions. And, and focus on those things that are just so central. And I was going to say, to your point, too, that you were saying about the interconnectivity of how things are you know, spreading, mm-hmm. it, it also kind of shows us how connected we all are. That's the right. The fact that this can go from one place in the world to another place to another place, and everything we do is impacting all sorts of people out there. Um, I mean, and we have social media is bigger than it's ever been. And right. it's like a perfect opportunity to demonstrate we can do that in a positive way. That's if right. this can spread, we can, you know, positively spread out news and messages to other people. It's a whole butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the butterfly wings, as soft as they are, they, they generate wind, which is enough to propel something else in its, in its path. Um, so you bring up, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. And... And I know in my busyness and in my stress and in my frustration, I'm usually the worst to those that I'm closest with and love the most. Mm-hmm. That they get the brunt of of my stress and my lack of time and, and my um, busyness. And so it's a, it's a time to use this as a timeout, a time to hit that reset button on our lives. We, we, we try to do that every January 1st, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> say, yeah. These, are, these, these new priorities are really, really going to take hold. Right. Well, well maybe, maybe this moment is given to us to kind of say, look, maybe you're all doing a really bad job. <laughs> you all need to kind of just take a step back yeah. and kind of you know, really re- take that, hit that reset. Yeah. And, and, 
you know, evaluate. You know, I, you evaluate maybe our priorities. You mm -hmm. know, we might be stressed out with finances. Right. Maybe this is a time for us to kind of step back and say, mm, uh, in other circumstances, maybe I wouldn't really, really reconsider what I'm doing with my money. Right. But maybe even a, in a practical way, this is a gift of the Lord to say, look, I get a chance to maybe, maybe I get to see some of the holes in, um, in my decision making, even with my finances that I wouldn't really have had the time to, or I really wouldn't have been forced to think about. Right. But today, because of where we are, I'm having to think about them. Right. And it's an opportunity to bring the family around the table for, for dinners. Instead of being at baseball practice, lacrosse practice, soccer practice, whatever it is, an opportunity yeah. for everyone just to come back around the dinner table for a change. Yep, and, and, for, uh, and, for, and for Mama to teach Betty Lou how to make those muffins that for her first time that are going to be oh so good. Right, right. but what memories. Yeah, yeah. what absolutely. beautiful moments. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. So there's opportunities everywhere in the yeah. midst of crisis. We just have to be able to look for them. We have to be intentional in looking for them. We have to be intentional in, in wanting to go serve our neighbors and, and love those that are unlovable. And uh, which is always the most difficult thing to do. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's easy to love people when life is kind of just clicking along. That's right. When when things are just a little easy, it's easy to love others. Maybe or at least we say that we love each other. Love takes on a whole new character and a whole new level of uh, realization when we when we have to when we go to the grocery store. And there's one item that two people want. Mm. Now, now, loving those that may be perceived as adversarial to us or even hostile to us, that's a real challenge. But yet, that's an opportunity for us to Absolutely. really say, so, so what do I really believe? You know, do I really believe? You know, God will take care of us. You know, I'm going to make good and wise decisions. I'm going to be prudent. But, you know... Maybe I need to start thinking about somebody else before I think about my needs. Right. And, um, and trust that, again, a good father who is a king, he's got my back. Yeah. I can trust him. Yeah. And, and, but the key is we've got to keep on going. We keep living. What we don't cower in fear. What we, we have a, during times like this, you can go one of two ways. Well, one of three ways. You can either hide your head in the sand like an ostrich. You can say, you know what, these, these mandates were pushed upon me, I am, our, our inner rebellion comes out, and, nope, I'm, I'm going to be walking the streets of Columbia at 11.15, you watch this. <laughs> yeah. Or we, we can take a, a prudent approach and find ways to make the most of it. And I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis's um, writing, and he was talking about the atomic bomb. And... For our sake, we'll just, I'll, I'll put in crisis in lieu of atomic bomb, but it says, pull ourselves together. If we're all going to be destroyed by a crisis, let that crisis, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends, you'll like this one, Yeah. Over a pint. All right, all right, very good. <laughs> a and pint. a game of darts. Not huddled together like frightened sheep. And so the point of that is 
keep living, keep doing what you're doing. Make the most of what we've been given. Continue to love those that you love. Continue to take care of those that, that need taken care of. And continue to find communion and fellowship with one another in light of all the social distancing. Yeah, and, and, and even in the, you know, so as parents are home with their, with their kids or, or we're just even in our homes, you know, what an opportunity, too, to, to begin to teach. You know, there, there's always one generation always kind of gives flack to the next generation about, oh, they don't know. Right. What an opportunity for this generation that can provide some leadership and guidance to be able to take out that next generation and take them with them and say, hey, you know what? We've got a family down the street of a mm -hmm. couple elderly, elderly folks that, you know, it's really not as, it's, it's really more of a critical time for them. And maybe we should be mindful of them. Let, let's go find a way to, to serve them safely um, and begin to teach them, too, to, to look outside of themselves. Right. It's not just about us. Again, and I, you know, you, you know the point that, that you made is, you know, that the world is so big and yet it's never been as small as it is now. Um, and so, um, you know, teaching, te taking those opportunities to, to impart the lessons of how to live right. through adversity, mm -hmm. um, how to live in times of crisis that, you know, I, I think that's, um, that's what we're called to. Right. Um, you're never called to just kind of hunker down and, and, um, take that self-protecting posture. You know, this is a, a time where where we are brothers keepers and we really do, we need each other. That's right. And, you know, God in his wise providence, he's put us together here in South Carolina. And uh, his providence is wise. And so we may not always like the fact that, we ha that we're here together with each other. But, again, the reality is we need each other. That's right. And so, so find ways to, to support and to serve. Um, again, our nature is to is to buck the system that says, oh, no, I'm <laughs> like you, you know. Hey, you tell me that, yeah, you have to sit down. I like to sit down. Right. You have to sit down. There, there's part of me that says, well, I'm going to stand up on the inside. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, there's always those, those parts of us. But, yeah. but uh, again, to, to just yield, learn to yield, um, right. learn to set self aside. Mm -hmm. I think of, you know, somebody says, well, if God is here and God is near and God is in control, you know, then, and so what, you know, how should I live? I think the, you've answered, you know, we, right. we keep living through, through loving, uh, through serving. Um, you know, our obligation, my obligation as a, as a Christian hasn't changed, whether a crisis or not, nothing's changed, the call that is on my life. You know, I think of in, in Micah 6, 8, you know, he has told you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? And I think that, you know, nothing's changed. Right. It, it, there's no qualifications on that in as far as circumstance of life. Right. It is what it is, whether it's bitter or whether it's sweet, whether it's hard or it's easy. Um, you know, I'm not saying it, it, it is always easy doing that. Um, as a, you know, I think one of the ways we can Work, address our fears. Fears are products of the unknown. Fears are, are just going to come about. But when those things rise and, I, and I'm pressed up against what I'm called to, I think sometimes we just need to take time to quietly consider the ways of the divine, the ways mm -hmm. of God. Sometimes I think we just need to pause and, and pray 
again, look outside of ourself That's right. for that strength that comes from without, that we can do great things within. That's right. So, you know, it's, again, it's a, it's a challenging time. But I think a time of, of, of an exciting time in some sense. I understand the grievous aspects. And my heart grieves alongside of those that are suffering and hurt. But yet exciting in the sense that God is still a sovereign. And he is doing still sweet things. We're still seeing in the state of South Carolina beautiful things in the aftermath of the horrible events that took place in Charleston uh, in that shooting. But we're still seeing beautiful things come out of the ashes of that sorrow. And I believe in faith that we're going to continue to see beautiful things arise out of the ashes of this crisis. Right. Absolutely. Um, because God is unchanging, and he is a good, almighty king who is our father and cares for us. Right. Right. And, and the last point that I want to make is we talked about social distancing. Mm-hmm. And there's a fine line, though, between social distancing and social isolation. For me, I'm, I'm a fairly introverted person. Oh, me too. So for me, social distancing is like, <laughs> yes! You know, this, this, I, I've been training 48 years for this. This is my game. Yeah, I own this. Oh, yeah. uh, but if we're not careful, sometimes social distancing can turn into social isolation. And for those that particularly feel alone, or maybe some service members that we know feel alone, or our neighbor across the street who lives alone, now there's that, we, we were built and designed by God for unity with one another and to be in fellowship with one another. And, and the social distancing is just another step. It removes some of that. And so I want to remind people to be intentional in our social, in our social distancing that there may be some people that are now socially isolated. And so utilize the tools that God's given us through technology, yeah. our cell phones, our texts, our our Skype, our FaceTime, our uh, you know, all the big ones, uh, all social, the, media, what, social media, whatever it is, but yeah. use that as an opportunity to call someone and say, hey, man, I'm thinking of you. You're doing okay. What can I do for you? Just want to let you know that you're in my thoughts, you're in my prayers, and that you're not, you, you, you may be living alone or you may feel alone, but you're not. Yeah. I mean, what a perfect time to practice humanity. Uh, right? Yep. Thank you, Cody. It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've had some issues on like, social media. People have been a little abrasive. It's, you know, at the time, people are just getting stir-crazy, or whatever the case may be. But now's a good time to reflect, practice some humanity. That's right. Be proper, be nice, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Reach out. Yeah. Right. We're all in this together. Yeah. We're all in this together, yeah. and w- which I think is kind of unique about this. Well, when the hurricanes came, it was isolated maybe a few states. <laughs> but globally, we are in this together. Yeah. How, how, aside from world wars, I can't think of too many other no. times when there's been something that's impacted us globally. And so what, what better way to let God show his greatness through the humanity of people? Yeah. And South Carolina's a stage on which that, on which that can be played out. Right. And uh, so yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good opportunity. Yeah. I mean, as they said in the past, South Carolina... Strong. <laughs> South Carolina strong. South Carolina proud. We definitely yeah. know how to practice and showcase some, some civility and, and come together in crisis in this state. I mean, That's right. Like, so we've, hurricanes are fairly common now. Mm-hmm. 
people band together. Every we, single time. Get supplies where they need to be, help out a neighbor here or there. Every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to keep doing it. Yeah. So for me, that was my message. I didn't know if you wanted to have. No, no, I, I'm, I'm right with you there. Again, just the, with that social isolation, we have the gift of time. That's God right. has given that gift of time. You know, it's, it's up to us to, to spend it wisely. And, um, and, a, and again, a good investment um, into humanity will only have great repercussions, great benefits for us down the road. That's right. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I really appreciate both of you being able to come in. I mean, like you were saying, I mean, your messages were amazing. And hopefully people can take positive out of this and grow and learn how to deal with stuff like this. Because, I mean, this is not this is bigger than just a hurricane or a flood. Like, right. this is something that we're not used to dealing with on a daily basis. So I'm really glad that you um, both were able to come in and talk to us about it. And I know that I'm sure we'll see you again down the road to talk okay. about other topics. Yep. 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 <laughs> but um, like always, if you like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. And if you haven't subscribed to our <laughs> YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.